When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m., I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink, and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. It's episode 29, season 8 of the Fighting Court Podcast. Today I'm joined by Bardi. Hello. And I've got T back again. Good evening. Thank you, boys, for coming down once along. How are you doing? Good. Everything good? Pretty good. Excited about the weekend? It's, Big... good, it's good to have Spurs back. It is, isn't it? How yeah. have you found the... Uh, what, what Italy doing? Are they all right? We're doing okay. We're, yeah. We no. finally um, seem to be sorting ourselves out a bit. The Mancini, who I don't like, has um, pulled himself together and realised football is kind of about foot playing 4-3-3 three, three and people who can pass the ball. So it's good. He was, uh, he was on the wind-up when England were 1-0 down against Croatia, <laughs> weren't he? Yeah, I was. What did you say? I went too early. <laughs> 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 I got overexcited. I should have held back a bit. No. What, what's your deal? Because you're like... Uh, you're half English, is that right? Or is your mum Cypriot and you're... I, I, I explained this on the Extra Inch that I've always watched football with my dad and right. my dad supports Italy and as we know, your parents have a massive bearing on who you support and yeah. how you follow football. Totally. So my dad's an Italy fan, so I'm, I've am i ended up being an Italy no, fan. I don't have any issue with it. You're, uh, you know, your dad's Italian. Yeah. It's fine. How did you get on then? Did you qualify? No, we came second. We didn't get relegated. It's not good enough. Well, Germany got relegated. We stayed up, so it's all right. <laughs> so you had a tough group, though. Um, no, not bad. Not yeah. bad at all. What are you saying? Italy didn't have a tough group. Well, not gonna keep it. No, Portugal and Poland, isn't it? Uh, that's not bad. Portugal, good. Not Poland bad. are all right. Yeah. Um, big game that weekend. Spurs, Massive. Spurs are back. Chelsea are back. Um, obviously, Chelsea unbeaten. Uh, I think they've what, drawn three and won eight. I think. Yeah, right? sounds right. Some, something like that, isn't it? And. Um, Obviously, it's a massive game going into it. We are um, just 
I've been on. We we need. It's kind of like, I feel like this is one we need to win. It might be our the first major major test since starting to play well. I think our football's improved over the last four or five games. The results are still coming, barring PSV away. So I think how the league shapes up now. I think the most important thing is not losing to um, another top six team because you basically everybody is kind of pumping everybody else. So you don't want to lose three points when you're playing against each other. So if you kind of do like what Liverpool Man City have been doing, picking up draws and wins when they can against the other big teams. Mm. So I, I'd be happy with taking a point from this. Same. Yeah, I mean, so going into the game, you'd think um, you know it would be a tricky game. Uh, Chelsea haven't been playing that well despite getting results. Almost like us in the, in the middle part of the start of this season. Um, they have a, they're heavily tilted on the left-hand side. They kind of overload on that left-hand side. And Kante's left to do a lot of work on the on the right hand side to cover, um, but if we can nullify the threat, and that's a big but because obviously whoever it is playing right back against Eden Hazard is not going to be Trippier. He's out injured, isn't he? Um, I don't know. Would, sure, would you be worried if it was Trippier? Um, I, I don't know. I think I think Chelsea are really interesting. Sarri's a great manager um, who's never won anything. He's a bit like Pochettino. He's never won anything, so he's looking to to try and set that straight. But the way they play is really interesting. The way he's kind of unleashed Kante's is kind of rampaging, um, kind of high-pressing tackling players. Kind of a bit like Sissoko, but with, with skills. Yeah. And um, I'd be more concerned about Hazard not up against our um, right-back, but cutting inside up against um, Sanchez or Foy for whoever plays. Well, it doesn't seem like Foy is going to play. All, all of the people from Argentina are coming back on Friday, yeah. which means they probably won't be ready or have gone through any kind of tactical um, training in, in the run-up to the game. So if the papers are to be believed, neither all, all three of those will be out of contention, Lamella included, which um be a bit of a shame. Well, it would leave Dial, wouldn't it? What? It would leave Eric Dial at centre-back, surely. Uh, if he plays a three, uh, it says, says uh, I read in the standard that Sanchez is going to return. Apparently, oh. so who knows? I mean, maybe he will, maybe he won't. But um, yeah, it would be dire in a in a partnership with Alderweireld. Yeah, it would be a concern. Uh, but the other thing with the left is, um, you know, Marcos Alonso. He's arguably the best left back in the league. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would worry about him up against Trippier. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Daly on ninety five on Twitter. He says, "Do you do you look back at the Battle of the Bridge as fondly as I do?" Well, you're, now that it's gone, and no one's bitter about it anymore, let's deserve it, and we'll just move on, regardless of what Chelsea did. But what, what, what are your when you think back to that night? What are your feelings now? Oh, I do smile. Um, when I asked for the questions today, there was a picture of um, Dar going through Fabregas, and mm. um, it brought back good memories. Um, I remember the podcast we did after it, and Windy was raiding against everyone else who thought it was actually pretty good. Yeah, good thing we did. We learned a lot from from that day. But we do have at least 99% of the same players and that night's door starting for Tottenham, which is mm. a bit, bit of a concern. That's what the battle of the budget so I'll look, I'll look at it fondly. It's, it's funny. What about you? I, I think I was on that podcast straight after the game and I wasn't, I wasn't happy with our conduct in that match. I mean, it's funny to watch, but I think <laughs> how we lost the league and then lost our minds was a bit... Um, it was a bit almost like kind of Argentinian. It's what you would expect in like an Argentinian league game. Um, but now looking back, it's quite funny, but I, I'm still not happy about it. I, I liked it because it showed that, although, all right, we lost our heads, we should have been down to at least eight men. Um, but I liked it like, right, well, we ain't going to win this title, but fuck it, we're gonna, we ain't going to go out just bent over. And I think a criticism aimed at Spurs for such a long time has been, you know, the soft underbelly. And on that night, while we, we didn't get a result... Um, we weren't. That wasn't soft in any way, shape, or form. I think pumping Chelsea and not allowing them the kind of glory of denying us the league, even though Leicester would have won the league. I think pumping Chelsea and not giving them the kind of bragging rights that are oh, we fucked up your league title would have been better for me. Yeah, yeah, I was absolutely. But we, it was what it was. Um, I just feel like we got something from them—a bit of blood. Yeah, got, got, got our pound of flesh. Yeah, we ain't going to yeah. win, we're always going to lose, <laughs> but we're taking something from this, and it's a little bit of your body. On, on our, yeah, like a bit of cheek stuck under our nails. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's dumb idea. Like, it's like, if you like, what? <laughs> what was you saying? It's always the skin under the nails that gets you. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I just caught to what he said. <laughs> Why are the staples out of your mouth like you don't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Anyway, carry on. <laughs> I've got the DNA. <laughs> Can't prove it. It didn't happen. Leave no choice. Um, I mean, what I was about to say is that, you know, if you're losing in a fight, at least take a clump of hair. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and that, and that, to a certain extent, is, um, is what we did. Um, so, Deli Ali and Ericsson returning to full fitness. Deli loves scoring against Chelsea, doesn't he? And, and Ericsson um, played 45 minutes, which, given the fact he hasn't played a lot of football, probably isn't the end of the world going into this game. So it was pre-arranged. Yeah, he came off at half-time. Right, yeah. So, it's not the end. Like, he didn't get injured. Um, a little bit more match fitness probably is a good thing. Although, I think a lot of Spurs fans, would you rather he'd not played? Or? Uh, no, 45 minutes is quite nice. Yeah. Um, and do, do you think we're a different team with Deli Ali in it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff he does is, is, is unnoticed. A lot of the work he does is unnoticed in terms of, you know, pulling um, the other team out of position with his movement. And he improves the players around him as well. So, yeah, I do think we've, we've missed that element. It doesn't look like Hingman's son's going to start as well. So it's good to have Deli back. Mm. You know, it'd be nice to have a fully fit Deli Ali back, but... It's better than nothing. But he got some minutes against uh, Croatia. Croatia, yeah, so, he, he did. What, what does he do for us, buddy? I think he's just so smart. He, you know, the way he moves, the way he plays. You saw when he came on. Was it, did he come on against um, City? Or was it City or, yeah, he came on against City. And immediately you can just see the way he kind of occupies space and moves the ball. He's, he's just so much smarter than Sun. And um, he's kind of kind of like the same kind of cleverness as Lamella, but with a bit of more product to him. Does he does his play um, create better opportunity for other players around him? Like, does he pull defenders out of shape? Is that when you say like the way he invades space and stuff? What effect does that have on on the opponent? I think it's his unpredictability. He's really good with flicks, and he can play with his back to goal as well as running towards the goal. Whereas someone like Son. He's excellent at like isolating a defender. When Delhi's got his back to goal, he can he can go back towards the ball. He can go over, go behind, or just mm. flick it around the corner. I think when we said uh, when we played Watford and we had a lot of young players, a bit of a hodgepodge team, and there was nothing quite clicking. This in the League Cup, and uh, and and then but every time it falls to Delhi, you felt he was a level above everybody else. Yeah. And it's when he isn't there, you notice how good he is. And when he's coming back, and you think actually no, this kid is. Is very special. What did you think of um, the video that came out with him and? I mean, it's. I mean, the bloke's an idiot, and he got caned for it. What the 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 guy on the um? Well, the one who tweeted it, yeah. Yeah, but do you have any issue with what, what like the players doing there at five a.m. pissed up or? No, because they were actually at the water fountain and they were hydrating. So I can't. <laughs> I can't like that. Is that really? Well, Barkley was taking swigs of water. So the bloke on the camera went, "If uh, Barkley's." Going around threatening to break everybody's noses. Delhi's saying I've spent forty k k in here tonight, and all that sort of shit. What well, um, I, I actually think it's nice that there wasn't an outrage about this because every time you see something like in the in the newspaper or, or or a tweet about this, and some pricks on his phone taking videos of players, it's almost like everyone's like, "Oh, it's a disgrace! They're not role models." But there seems to be a different reaction to this. What do you what do you want? They weren't didn't seem to be doing anything wrong. And he spoke over a lot of it, so I mean, I think you could almost hear Delhi's voice, but because he was doing, because he thought it was like David Attenborough talking over the footage, we didn't really hear what Delhi Ali said. Um, I'm not, I'm not particularly bothered by it at all. I mean, I guess just, maybe if you're looking at it another way, we're playing Chelsea next. Barkley's a Chelsea player. Do you want to be fraternising with their players? I don't know. Maybe that's nitpicking, but yeah. overall, all in all, I'm not. Well, that I noticed, I noticed that the Twitter account that I saw it embedded in was from an Arsenal. Arsenal fan so there's not like a, a fucking agenda there at all and but even Gunas weren't no no for sure but I, I think um, I quite like the pettiness like I, if, if it was that. about club rivalries like like I'd be happy for someone slagging off fucking I don't know uh, Aubameyang yeah because it's one of theirs isn't it that's the that's problem that people say I mean there's a bloke who's um, I think his Twitter name is Arsene's Glasses and he's got a whole litany of tweets about Spurs, about how lucky we are and how we get penalties. So people are saying, oh, he's sad, yeah. you know, let's get his laptop kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, <laughs> well, they, I mean, that, that is funny. I mean, they hate us, and that's what I want. I hate them too. I don't want... I like pettiness. That's what we fucking need. Even with the same the guy with the advertising standards thing with the Artemis League yeah. over. I thought, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> do it. do that shit. Uh, Real John Bassey says, which goal against Chelsea gave you the most joy? Lennon's winner in 2005 or Deli Ali's goal in March? I think I mean, it's, it's Lennon's because it was huge. It's the first time he'd beaten them 
in so many years. Actually, it might have been five years, but in, in the it league. Ages. It was in the ages. In the league. We beat, them, we beat them in the League Cup semi in five, 2002. 5-1, mm. yeah. yeah. So, But in the in the league, that was a while since we beat them. And, um, you yeah, know, I thought that that moment had so much wrapped up in it. You know, yeah. we had a very bad record against the top teams and that was our first big important winning against a big team at, at Wild Lane in a while. So... It had to be that one. It felt like a catalyst at the moment. It, it, if there was a defining moment, and there were many, but this one seemed special that, oh shit, things are changing. Yeah, personally from Martin Yorke, yeah. Yeah. And it was a lovely, I think it was a lovely bit of skill from Keane as well to set it up. And but then Buller, Lennon, yeah, Bullaroo's yeah, pass. <coughs> Lennon took a lovely first touch and then spanked <sighs> it in. It's just how, ex- the, how excited the fans were when they were celebrating as well. I quite like the the Delhi goal when we stopped their um, um when we stopped their winning streak on New Year's. It was on New, New Year's Day. Day. Yeah. I thought that was um, probably I thought that was quite a momentous goal. I I think mine weren't either one of those two. I think mine was the um, the header, the second header in the I think it's for two headers in one game against Chelsea at White Hart Lane. Yeah, yeah that's the one. That's is that the one you saw? Was yeah, that New Year's Day? Yeah, New Year's Day. Yeah. Jeez, fucking hell! All right, well that. Because I had an issue with that, no, 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 your yeah, shit. Yeah. I have a bit of an issue with that, cause it's like, you're asking, setting yourself up to a certain extent. In that game, I was like literally on my feet, <laughs> but, ah, just my arms are spread wide, just singing it over and over again, it was beautiful. And we properly dominated in that game as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, the Lennon one was special though, I, yeah, mm. very the, good. The thing of that game, we dominated it, so the goal was coming and it came, mm. so obviously I celebrated the goal. But with the Lennon one, we didn't think we were. We never thought we were going to beat Chelsea. This was a, this was the Chelsea of Mourinho, you know, the Makélélé, I think the Mavadesian at the time. They're all these top top players. Mm. We didn't think we were going to beat them at all. I think when we beat them two 0 when Chelsea had won thirteen in a row, I think we had, that was one of the that was one of the few games that our strongest team three four three. That's right. Walker Rose on the wings, Wanyama and Dyer in the middle. I think Dyer was in the back. Dyer was Dembele. But it was Wanyama in the, in the middle, you know, and that was our strongest team. And I, and I thought, you know what? We were flying. The whole, beat the, anyone. the whole 90 minutes was that moment. Yeah. See, that makes sense. But the Lennon was a moment in the game that has made me... I think there's also... Was it Keane who scored the goal in the 4-4? Yeah, the last yes. minute. That, that, was a, that was a goal as well. That, was that, that game was fucking mental. That was around the time... I think that might have been the same... Or the season after, wasn't that was it? That was Ramos. Yeah, was, was it? Yeah. Right. I think we're just beating them in the League Cup. Another goal I've remembered, which is a bit random, was the Adebayo lob at Stamford Bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah. No yeah, one yeah. Did, People thought, what's going on? He had, like, the wrong shorts on as well. I always remember he had really, like, short shorts on. Yeah. Like, where the fuck did he get them from? But, yeah, that was a great goal. Yeah, it was. I don't remember that one. Yeah. We've had some proper decent games against Chelsea. You've got to think about that, that was one a... we went 3 0 up with. Um, with Garley. Garley. Well, did yeah. we drew it, ended up drawing 3 0, didn't we? Yeah, I think we played Seville on the Thursday and we wanted to get the game moved and we couldn't get it moved. Yeah. yeah the the Adebayor one, that was a 2 2. That was a last minute. Sigurdsson. Sigurdsson, yeah. yeah. Was, it, was that curling, that curling shot? That yeah. Went in? No, that was a, the lob. Was no, it a lob? Because people are saying, what are you doing past the ball? And they chipped him like, fucking hell, has gone in. <laughs> <laughs> Mental. Ericsson loves a goal. The goals that he scored against him, that two, two one where good he, goals. Two, the very powers it, smashes it into the net. But the better one when it came off the bar. Oh, yeah, that's another one. Is a silence and then then noise. Yeah, you're like fuck. That's gone in. Yeah, it's a bit like um, I was listening, listening to the Danny Baker and Gary Lineker podcast, and they talk about um, when the whistle goes, when the sound the sound doesn't travel to the fans immediately. Yeah. yeah. When the sound travels, the fans make the noise to, to start the game. Yeah. It's a bit like when a goal goes in. It's like um, the image hasn't transferred to the fans yet. Yeah, yeah. And once it transferred, it's noise and the limbs all over the place. What, yeah. What, what's going on? No, sorry, you get that at Wembley. Like if um, if the opposition score, you see it go in the net because I sit behind the goal. And then because it's such a big stadium and the sound, the ball goes in, you see it. And then it takes like a second for, for the, the noise to yeah, come yeah, and hit you. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, that is weird. I always always liked it as well when if a, if a goal's at a tight angle um, and you can't, so depending on where, where you're sitting, one part of the stand can't see whether it's hit the, the side netting yeah, or got yeah, in the yeah. goal. Yeah. And then you just see like this wave of celebration go along the side. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, yeah, I have to say that the ball not going in, but the other fans thinking it has gone in is probably one of my favourite things well, in football. VAR's coming back next year, so there's going to be a lot of that. So, <laughs> so if, if you like celebrations that then get taken away from you, then... Uh, it's going to be great. Can you imagine? The, you're you're well into it, aren't you? I think VAR is a good thing for football. Um, 
It's going to kill it, mate. Just like um, cassette tapes, called, ra- called radio and music. You know, recording stuff on tapes. Yeah. It's going to kill the industry, man. <laughs> kill it as we know it. Um, I'm just like, whatever. Just do whatever you want. And hopefully I, it'll be all right. I just think all these things that are happening in football now is just who gives a fuck. I mean, you know, I think, um, I think you know, the horse bolted years ago. Yeah. You know. I think I think just all I want is a stadium. Just give me the stadium. Make, put VR, VR in. Make it 12-man aside. Make it fucking... 10 points for a win I don't care just give me my stadium I have people coming to my seat giving me popcorn I don't give a fuck just get us in there yeah but I, I like you know you, um, women serving hot dogs wearing nothing I mean that's bad isn't it, that's not <laughs> it. why would I say that I don't, <laughs> I don't know and what I meant was what I meant was what did I mean um, like Hooters style waitresses yeah if you like Try it. I'll probably edit that out. The, um, <laughs> um, but I just want my bloody stadium. Do whatever I want to. Fucking give, give all the money to Scudamore. Just give me my stadium. Um, uh, to Soko. Now, are you, have you arrived at a, 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 a stage where you're fine if he starts? Um, I prefer him not to, but I accept it when he starts. Yeah. I no longer feel enraged. I see his face and I see his name on the starting lineup. Um, I don't know, he's just one of these players who, who, the, who the managers like. Much as I said of Eric Dow in the last podcast, he keeps getting picked. The managers see something I don't. Um, Sissoko is just one of these players who's just effective. And he's worked hard. I think there was um, a quote from Ben Davis about Sissoko, wasn't there? This is work ethic. And mm. I think Marine, I think sorry, Pochettino loves a player who works hard. And He's starting to resonate with the fan base as well. It's certainly away from home. Like that, Chelsea, that Palace game, which you know was tight and he played well. And after the game, people were seeing it and, and seeing his name and it was very jubilant. And it must feel... Cause he, there's no way that Sissoko hasn't picked up on the fact that everybody hates, hated his guts and didn't want him there. He can't, he, he can't... He's not a stupid human being. There's no way he's oblivious to it. Is there? No, I think, I think it's, it's admirable. It's like he could have gone the other way. Before fuck those and, guys. Well, no, but he could okay. have had a real crisis of confidence and not wanted the ball... But he's kind of stood tall and said, you know what, fuck it, this is me, I've got my, these are my strengths, this is how I'm going to play for Tottenham, you know, yeah. if I'm picked, I'm going to keep doing the same things and keep trying the same things and, and you know, I think you've got to have real, you've got to have mental strength to be at that level, at the top level, because, you know, if you go on a bad run of form, people say you've lost it, I mean, there's so many players who have been great for Spurs, I mean, for Scott Park is one example, he's played play the season one year and persona non grata the next year, so... I have to admire Sissoko for coming through this. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and we've got an excellent Sissoko t-shirt coming out very soon. Oh, I like that. Uh, so we've had that. Is it Christmassy or...? It's not Christmassy, it's just quality. Uh, honestly, uh, we've got three designs that Barry's been working on, which are going to be for, up for sale probably, hopefully, by the end of the week. And the Sissoko one is fucking gold. It's amazing. Not, I'm going to wear it. Uh I'd just leave it there. You'll be able to check our Twitter out and yeah. whatnot soon. Do you remember like last year when Dembele was great and then we made a t-shirt and he died? Do you think... I mean, look, it's always going to happen with Sissoko. Whether we made a t-shirt or not, he's definitely going to return to being the player we know he is. Danny wrote... Yeah, it's a bit of a curse, isn't it? The pie got t-shirt. <laughs> Only Pochettino survived the curse. Yeah. Uh, I saw someone wearing his t-shirt when we lost to Watford, actually. Yeah, I was on the telly. Yeah, yeah it was mad. <laughs> um... FTBL underscore ECB he says Chelsea took over from Woolwich as the most hated club amongst Spurs fans but now Liverpool took over from Chelsea as the most hated club amongst Spurs fans I don't think the first part of that statement is is necessarily true I mean so for some like my brother Ross he hates Chelsea more than Arsenal he loathes Chelsea I think there's lots of reasons for that and there's lots to despise about that football club but um uh, I, I very much hate Arsenal and Chelsea don't even come actually Chelsea are third for me I mean Chelsea I'd rather Chelsea win if Chelsea play Arsenal I want Chelsea to win absolutely if someone other than Arsenal had to win a cup I'd go for Chelsea so that's proof of where I feel yeah che- that's where I put Chelsea I, I just think Chelsea are Chelsea are not Arsenal yeah and yeah. that's how I feel about them they're, they're not Arsenal so um, do you take it a- when I see sorry go on. No, go on. when I see the Chelsea badge or see a Chelsea shirt I don't feel anything. Same with West Ham. I don't mm. feel... But when I see the Arsenal badge, when I see anything bearing their colours, if I see a navy blue with a red badge, I can see in the distance. I can see it at a, at a mile away. I can see it. I, just, I immediately get my back up and I don't think Chelsea evoke that feeling within me. Um, however, with um, 
with social media and the recent, well, probably the last, say, 10 years of the Champions League and the Battle of the Bridge. Yeah. I can understand why, people, why they're going up in the stakes, but for me, they'll... I don't know. I mean, I, for example, there's a person I follow on Twitter and on Instagram, and he really, really hates Spurs. Massive Chelsea fan, and I actually find it amusing. Mm. Now, normally, if people coat your club, it gets you back up. I just find it amusing. Do you, do you, do you have to take some gratification from the fact that Arsenal, West Ham, and uh, Chelsea all love us? Yes, I, I love it. Well, I, I think Chelsea and West Ham suffer from not having a direct kind of rival. Like Chelsea, who they got Fulham, who they barely played in the last 10 years. Uh, West Ham of Millwall, who they hardly ever play. So I think there's that. They, both of those teams have that in common with us. Whereas we've got Arsenal and Arsenal have us. But um, like T says, if I see someone wearing a Chelsea top, I don't automatically judge them as a twat. But if I see a, a human being say they're an Arsenal fan or they're wearing an Arsenal top, immediately I think you're a dickhead. And they have to go some way to convince me they're not. Yeah, uh, and when and when so it's like if you meet an Arsenal fan, you're like, yeah, I don't like you. Already minus ten points. Yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I've, I've got bank uh, bank manager. So I had to go to the bank today, and uh, he was asking about fighting cock and what, what, what we're planning to try and open an account. And uh, he said, oh, "I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm not sure I can open an account." And he was joking, and I was like, "I'm, I'm not laughing at that. I'm just." Do your job. <laughs> Just do your job. Do your job. Yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm not talking about football. Do your job. Do Don't tell me this shit. Do your job. I would have to walk, find another bank. Just flip the table over. Just walk out. Yeah, yeah. Do your job. That's <laughs> what <laughs> so I asked. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, Chelsea for me that I've always managed to kind of not feel anything about them because of the way uh, the takeover bit of Abramovich. As soon as that happened, I just thought, this is hollow. This is nothing to me now. And the, the weird thing about Chelsea is they, they had Hoddle, um, they've had Hullet, Zola, um, Viali, you know, players that I kind of like. Yeah. So I don't I don't like them, but I don't, I don't hate them anywhere close to like I hate And where's, where's Liverpool at now for you? I think Liverpool are second to Arsenal. Yeah, me too. I hate Liverpool more than I hate Chelsea and West Ham. It's more their fans I hate. Yeah, their fans are just... The players are don't get and Klopp's a But then the ex-players, I don't hate Klopp, I don't mind Klopp. It's, it's the you ex-players not. as well. Yeah. Oh. I just think he's a fraud, Klopp. I don't think he's a fraud in that he's um, a bad manager, he's a good manager, but he's a fraud in that he, he's, his personality is, is, is fraudulent. He's pretending to be a nice guy when deep down, not even deep down, just below the surface as a vile human being. Yeah, he doesn't. He does bad things behind closed doors. You can see he's got what, like what in his eyes. Yeah, what do what? That he's got darkness. And Go on, give that, me an example. What that he wear like gloves and he'll strangle people. <laughs> I reckon he. I reckon he's one of those parents who will trip up the other kids on sports day. Yeah, he goes to the kids' sports days. Kids, kids losing. He'll trip up the person in front just slyly, so no one sees him and walks away. Yeah, you know, it, I, I reckon he screamed at his kids on the sideline of Sunday League. Yeah, I reckon so too. Yeah, he's and he, a bully. Yeah. I reckon he's banned. I reckon he's banned from schools all around. I reckon he punches steering wheels. Oh, absolutely! He, he punches more than steering wheels. I think honestly, I think he does violence towards towards animals or, animals. or, or like vulnerable people. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with he's got it in him. Look at his face. The thing, the thing in Liverpool is that we, and this is this is a bit of an about face, but in this country we don't treat our clubs on a on that kind of religious, obsessive level. Oh, it's not normal for British football. No, it's not. It's no. not something that we generally do. I mean, we talk about we talked about ultras for years. You know, yeah. these fans of ultras, and I guess Liverpool fandom is probably the nearest we kind of have to that. Yeah, and I just I find it weird, you know. And I mean, even they got these kind of quotes that they come up with, you know, God is a Liverpool fan, or someone has just passed away. They'll say, you know, RIP. I really admire this person. Hashtag, um, you never walk alone. It's like, what is this? It is a little bit like a cult, isn't it? It is. It really is. Yeah, and then putting La on the end of it, all the La, La, and then it's like, and they're from fucking, and they're from fucking Ryslip. Yeah, they're from Ryslip. Yeah. You're not from fucking Corby. You're not from Corby or Southport. You're from Ryslip. Yeah, so there was a Turn young, it in. There's a young lad I used to work with. Uh, he moved on, but I saw one of his tweets. He's li- he's literally from Banbury. Oh, right? Jesus and he wrote right. La on the end of his thing. And you're like, mate, that's a colloquial saying for people, Scousers, the people who live in Liverpool. Not for you. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously we're back down to do you have to be from the area yes. to support a club? I mean, Oh, no, no. I mean, that, I think... I'd be an Arsenal awesome fan for fuck's sake. I don't know. I think it's just um, 
that's another. That's the oh, fuck it. It's, it's a Wednesday, but I'll say it. It's like when when people who support Spurs are not from London. They say London is a shit or fucking it, London. I might. I guess I back up a little. bit, I think. Why are you Spurs fan? I do kind of think that. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I guess people can separate. I like, mean, like, let's face it. There's more people who support Spurs who are not from London than are. That's just know, logic. That's just common sense. Last week we got case a bit, didn't we? we dug him out for that uh, jacket that you he gave to you. Yeah, but it was it was lovingly. Yeah, lovingly. But lovely. I reckon they should make it a weekly thing where we get case. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. He's lovely and he's done nothing but good things. He's one of the club. nicest people alive. Yeah, does nothing but thing. But he's from Crew. He shouldn't be a Spurs fan. It's not his club. Go and support Crew so Alexander. Like, you're saying Alex shouldn't support Alex? Spurs, no, absolutely not. Alex shouldn't. Alex is Alex, and if they if if Alex is going to be cut from the fighting cock, and um, in case if he wasn't so crucial, I'd definitely cut him. <laughs> but then you've got Ricky though. He's from Milton Keynes. Yeah, Ricky needs to go as well. <laughs> support Northampton. We've cut Ricky. Ricky's gone. Cut. Where you're from, Ryslip, you get you get a buy. North London. North London. Um, yeah, I'm oh. in North London. Oh, we're, we're, fine. we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. North of the river. All right. Because I don't know where we, we went to that. But <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Um, it's like when Gron Mitchell blacks out and smashes someone up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what those last five minutes were. Gron <laughs> 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 That's amazing. Uh, Ericsson's no longer... Uh, sorry, no closer to signing the contract at Tottenham. Who's that? Who said that? Uh, well, it's just, there, there are things going around that he is, he's no closer but it was only a week ago when he said oh I'm leaving it to my agent so I can't imagine what yeah. there's not much happening in that week so I mean, it's fine still got what is it 18 months would you sell Ericsson for no because we'll never buy a replacement that's the problem but it, if theoretically would if you sell would, him for it, 80 plus million I think this if he gets down to a year of his contract then yeah it's a sensible thing to do um, I don't want him to. I want him to sign, and I think he will sign because of his age. Even if he signs a new contract, we sell him in a couple of years for a massive price when he's 28 in his prime. Goes to Barcelona and does. Nothing. He gets all the trophies that he wants. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, at least we had him for a bit. Yeah. Um, I just want it to be like he stays, and we add some more players to our fucking squad, so that it isn't just this kind of repetitive cycle of losing our best players and then bringing in another player that's good. Let's just build something, mm-hmm. buy some bloody players, and let's carry on. Um, I love these links with uh, Rabiot. Yeah, I think it's a PSG thing again, isn't it? I mean, it's kind of um, one good sign and one half dud with Aurier. So does does um, Rabiot will break the tie? Hopefully, it breaks the tie in a good way, not a bad way. You've seen him play. Yeah, Bardi does. Bardi Andy Brassel going Bardi. No, I've seen him Rashley play. Recall. I've seen him yeah. play in the Champions League. He's fine. He's a good player. He's graceful. He glides yeah. around the midfield. He's a giant as Quite well. Quite handsome, a, oh, nice hair, beautiful. moves around, Lo- plays football, left-footed. Cultured, lovely footballer. Yeah, I mean, we've been linked with him since he was in fucking puberty. It's yeah. been a long time. Isn't yeah. his mum his agent or something weird like that? Oh, let's get really? don't, don't want him to get him out. That's well yeah, weird. That's enough. That's enough of that. I think since Anelka had siblings as his agent, it's he kind of just don't do it no more. Yeah, none of that. No. And Adebayo and that went well, didn't it? Um... Yeah, I, I actually rate him highly. Uh, he's, he's in a position where we need players. I mean, it's like um, Dembele's going to go, Wanyama. I mean, you've got to get these chronic injuries, which is like the 2018 word of the... Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, well, we need them. We need the centre midfielders, don't we? Yeah, we, we definitely do. And I, I, I wonder a little bit about his tenacity. He kind of strikes me as a Berbatov-esque but in midfield. He's very very classy and very Rabio. graceful. Yeah, because he's good looking and he's got decent hair. Yeah, you're just being you not, just judging uh, him. No, what do you mean? He doesn't have no, work ethic. If, if, like, if you look like Alex, you think you'd get stuck in all the time. <laughs> Alex, is, Alex is a handsome man, by the way. <laughs> Alex who? Alex of Bristol? Yeah. No, he ain't. Yes, he is. Egg. <laughs> We've talked about this. I've Rabiot... noticed actually, by the way, that the egg seems to have dried up. So <laughs> if everyone can just spend the next day or so sending him in eggs, that'd be great. I'm, I'm the walrus. I, th- I think Rabiot would be a great signing. Um, he's I a good-looking bloke, by the way. I'm sorry. I think you, um, I think you judge him harshly, but I think I think Rabiot would be great. He, but he's not going to join us. Why? I just don't think it. Even though I'm convinced we will spend 100 million in January. Yes. Come on. <laughs> well, there's talk of this Brexit thing limiting foreign players in the Premier League. So, as I said, yeah. maybe we sign Lewis Cook. Get on that train, mate. Yeah. English. I'm like English again. I'm the like, lily white fist. Yeah, let's let's get let's make let's get rid of the foreigners out of our side. Yeah, they'll only be allowed thirteen per squad. Thirteen. That's no, what FA no, are pushing for. But um, when Ericsson be naturalised by then, because he would have been here a certain amount of time. Hugo as and well. And But I, I don't care. Get him out. Give him those passports. Get him out there in English. Give him those blue passports. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't want him. It's in Denmark, <laughs> not England. He ain't English. Get him out of my country. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, why would how would Brexit affect that though? What? 
I don't know if it's freedom of movement or whatever. They're going to be another vote. Basically, we would never, I don't think we'd ever be able to sign a FOIF again because he would never, this little kid would never get a work permit. Um, well, it's just, um, I just think the Premier League as a brand would be harmed a great deal if we weren't allowed to sign foreign players. Yeah. So there was that. Yeah, that's true. Um, do you know we we called Foyf a twink last week? You make a good twink. There we did. You uh, did. I, I did. <laughs> you, you, you keep going there. <laughs> why? 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 Because I didn't say you did. Yeah, but what? What? what we all said it. When if I say something, it's like everyone in it. The royal we. The royal we. <laughs> anyway, the Simon Gray, who I've been to get on the podcast a long time to talk about proud Lily Whites and that. So I might pick that up soon um but uh he said he, he said uh okay so you know about twink and bear because we we're talking about um big bears and twinks in the in the gay scene yes um and here's a handy reference for other man types perhaps a quiz for next week <laughs> um so we've got a list here if anyone's interested uh, the type of gay you can be um right and there's then there's a right, table there's a table and i want you to link every uh, give a player to each one of these, right? okay. and then I'll say I'll, I'll, I'll say the, the the type of gay man and his build, and whether or not he needs to be hairy, and then you can tell me which which player you think he is. Okay, we'll give it a go. First, yeah, give it a go. First one, otter. An otter is thin and athletic, has lots of hair, and it can be any age. And the example celebrity is Scott Kahn. He's yes, on so um, Ocean's Twelve, I think. Right, and and, and maybe Simon can let us know how many we get right here. I would say Vatonga and an otter. No, no right, forget the hairiness because they're none of them are hairy. Lamella, Lamella, uh, uh, Lamella, right. thin or athletic. Yeah, no, Lamella or Foyt, I'd have is that. I thought Lamella's more of a twink as well. But twink's not. Oh, is there? Well, twink's slender. All right, no, no, twink. Foyt or <laughs> Lamella will be among them. Uh, an otter. Yeah, so right. we we'll love we we'll love Lamella as the otter. All right, a wolf is lean, muscular, semi-hairy, any age. Uh, sexually they're, aggressive, they're sexually... silver or grey wolf. <laughs> They're sexually aggressive. Would that oh. be um, Jesus Perez? Has it got to be a player? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Sexually aggressive. We don't have any old players, man. Well, lean and muscular is Vatongan. But to be or fair, or, or, to be fair, our entire team are kind of lean. That's, that's a footballer's yeah. build, if they're really. Wolf. Bear. Oh, big, mass- often with right, a belly. <laughs> <laughs> Bears are big, often. Harry with, Kane. With <laughs> <Lorente>. <laughs> it's Lorente, isn't it? with, with lots of hair. Uh, very masculine they are. It's, it's Lorente. No, uh, what about old in, in the old days? A bear. Like, yeah, if we do all types of bear bears, it'd be a bit more interesting. David Unsworth. Would he be? No, Ruddock. That's Ruddock. Neil Ruddock. Ruddock, Ruddock, is, a Ruddock is the archetypal. <laughs> chub. A, a chub. Someone who's really okay, big. Chub. Oh, no, no, Pup. Slender. Young. Age, energetic, cute, Harry and Winks. Harry Winks. Yes. Harry Winks. Harry Twinks. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> Very good. That, is that a title? Is that a title? <laughs> Harry Twinks. Fuck's <laughs> sake, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 Barty. Harry Twinks. Uh, all right, look, there's more. Um, there's there's, more there's, there's Twink, Twonk, Jim Bunny, Jock, Jim Rat. Bull, pup, chub, cub, bear, wolf, and otter. Uh, for more on the gay community, tune in next week for but the Fighting Cock podcast. What does an otter do? I think it sort of wriggles around and that and gets in crevices. Okay. I don't know, mate. I don't know what it, let us know, Simon, what an, what an otter's role in the bedroom is. Um, right, have got any football stuff? So, Dan. No, there's rumours. So, uh, rumours of the, the March North London derby being the potential opener for the new new stadium. Would you take that? So yeah, because we kind of, we, we, we loosely discussed it among ourselves because they've talked about that. I think it's March the 2nd, that game. Yeah. And obviously there's two scenarios. One is which that we beat them and it'll be glorious or that they get the bragging rights of winning the first ever game at the new stadium. So yeah. would, you be up, would you want to take that gamble? Um, I... I would normally I would have shit myself and said no, but after we finished, we closed White Hart Lane as well as we did by beating Arsenal and Man United. Then I think it just makes it that much better. I think the the risk of beating them and having that in in our history books, our opening game beating Arsenal, I think it's worth the risk. The risk or reward? It's whether you're a gambler yeah. or not. I mean, it, it, we this like can win, lose or draw, obviously. So it's like two thirds the opportunity of not to fuck it up. So. I don't want that. Is in gambling? <laughs> it's not so. in Spurs anymore, though. We don't fuck shit. Well, I suppose you do. Yeah. So that's an up in March. 
They do it in different ways now. I kind of think like that. I'm with Bardi actually. Let's just like fortune favors are brave. You know, can't be scared anymore. We can't. We just got to go into every game thinking, "Fuck it, we're Tottenham. We're going to do this." Imagine fifth, in a hundred years' time when they're looking back at the history of Tottenham and the first game. There will be a quiz. First game played at White Hart Lane. What was it? And then there'll be someone doing a, a virtual podcast or something. Going, oh, can you imagine if you were there? Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be yeah, fair, true. I mean, yeah, but hundred years' time, everything will have been recorded in the last in, yeah. the, in the in the preceding hundred years. So true. Be weird that. Yeah. Uh, it's a Dandini the Great. This is about the um, filming players at five a.m. In it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, pretty much covered that. So uh, should have read the running order. Um, questions. <laughs> Bip underscore quiz. He says, if a male footballer came out as gender neutral, could they play for both the men's team and the lady? Gender neutral means that they don't identify themselves as male or female. Yeah, I guess as non-binary. But he's male. In a footballing sense, this why is this is a different. Why, why do you keep throwing these putting these subjects? To be fair, he put Lamella in on Monday when he asked the question before. He's saying Lamella would be gender neutral. No, he used him as an example, and someone applied a Firmino. Well, how could Lamella go in and play in, for a women's team? It'd be that would be horrendous. The uh, thing, the thing that I said among ourselves earlier on is that if a woman was really, really good and so much better than other women, um, I'm talking in a binary sense that. She'd obviously play with men, whether it be in League Two or well, if it was allowed. If it was allowed, no, it would not, be. It's it would, not. No, but I think in, in the Tottenham, Tottenham as a football club are not the men's team. It's just a football team, isn't it? Yeah. And the best players play for them. Yeah. It's not. So the women's team, women play for them. That's because this ladies is in the title. Yeah. But the best. It sounds so fucking patronising, but the best players play will play for the men's team, and, and if, if you get what I mean. Yeah, but it's against the rules. No, it's no. You can't I don't think there's any written rule that a woman can't play for Spurs. If a woman is good enough, if a woman is good enough to play football for top, for for Spurs, quote unquote men's team, they'd play for. Football. No, I don't I, think they I would. Think, I think I agree with T. I, I'm not saying I, I agree no. with him. Ethically, oh, okay. yeah. uh, I, I just don't think that the rules would allow a woman to play in a, in a man's man's. But team. it's not a men's team. If you get what I mean. It's, no, no, it's, I do. It's just, it's just a football team, isn't it? It's not like in athletics where you've got the men 100 metres and women's 100 metres. Or maybe you, you, you would have, have had women playing in, if that was the case. In, certainly in the lower league, somebody's, there, there would be an opportunity. I'm pretty sure it's against the rules. What, what, it might be, maybe... Well, if you can say that, make, make women, 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 women boxers fight men. Yeah, but that's different. There's physical advantages. No, because... What's her face? Who's the fucking brilliant boxer from Ireland at the moment? Katie Taylor. Katie Taylor, right? That's the way she talks. She has part of men, though. She's good enough to beat anyone at British level at her weight. I don't believe you, but Anyway, look. I mean, the point is that. Could a male footballer, though, who's gender neutral, or who transitions to a woman, should they be allowed to play in. This is a really loaded question. Like last week it was Gascoigne, Van der Vaart, and this week is this one. No, what are you just, trying um, to do? I think it's a bigger issue in combat sports. Can't wait for Bardi to answer. <laughs> Bardi's kept very quiet. I mean, there's, there's, no, a, no, there's a question for Bardi that we're going to no, keep in the chamber. Okay. I'm enjoying the debate. <laughs> so what do you think? Um, I don't know. I, I, how the fuck do you answer? I don't think there is a woman out there who's good enough to play for Spurs. No, uh, yeah, at, but, the moment. But, at the moment. But, but, um, uh, yeah, I suppose. It I goes mean, back to the argument about the transgender lady who... Um, was a athlete? Was it Zimbabwe? South Africa. But yeah. she's but she's not trans. She's no. just um, I think she's just got a high high level of testosterone. But she's not a bloke mm-hmm. per se. But um, there was um, okay. I think there was a there was a transgender who played Aussie rules football, and I think there was a bit of an uproar because she was she was just dominant, and I think it happened in MMA as well. But I've not seen it happen at top level. Combat before. sports is a different. Yeah, exactly. Because it's just uh, strength levels. Okay, we sort of skirt around that. Uh, Abu Lunin on Twitter he says, "Where is Spooky? Uh, Spooky got a new job, which means that he's not, um, he's not available to us at the moment. But um, he, he will, will be. be. He will yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, he will be. Um, Adrian Dak Spurs. He says, uh, "Where do you see the fighting cock in two, three, five years? Now Flav has quit Bull Street. I mean." I don't know, bullshit has nothing to do with, our, with the fighting cock. No, but you're doing it full time, though, isn't it? Oh, I see. Uh, well, we're going to be building, we're going to be doing more, we're going to produce more media, there'll be more content. Um, 
uh, just enables us to there, there's going to be new stuff to get involved with um, it's, it's hard for me to say without giving away everything but it will all be announced, announced in due course with what, what we're planning ultimately it just enables us to do more and create content that uh, hopefully Spurs fans will be proud of that's the key some of the discussions we're having about film that we're going to be making um, that won't isn't about tracking my movements or anyone's movements around the football stadium um, but is about actually create, creating a quality product that Spurs fans buzz over. That's that's the kind of aim, and, and hopefully more of that will come. Do you think, though, that without the Spurs at Ball Street, you'd be in a position to do what you're doing now? Obviously, you've, uh, you've gone there and you've actually got hands-on experience of no. creating content and what and what generates um, you know subscri- subscriptions and all the rest of it. Yeah, no, not at all. It, it's not... <clears throat> I mean, the product would... Oh, Sounds so businesslike. Like you got just to just, just, say, just say what you're saying. Like yeah, right. Saying. The um, the podcast wouldn't have changed. The podcast has always been the same. But it's, I've I've been able to understand things like stra- this is quite boring, but strategy and branding and how to talk to clients and how to find the best situation for uh, to give you the best opportunity to make money and and uh, a self serving career. And because of that experience, I got for Bull Street very much as a. Um, and business sense and strategy sense it enabled me to be able to look at the fighting cock in a different way and plan properly so that you know it could become something more and not just the fighting cock other stuff that we're planning to do and yeah so yeah without bullshit I wouldn't be able to do do this at all um, so thanks to them uh, final question Barcelona Spurs Twitter he says it's revealed last night that my mate's dad once had a Sol Campbell sloppy seconds what which footballer would you at least like to have a shag <laughs> Which footballer would you least like to have had a shag of a girl before you did? So he me- says probably Neil Ruddock for him and doesn't look like he takes care of himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, he looks like he smells. Uh, I've met him, Neil Ruddock. He's, uh, he's everything you'd expect. I got, I, I, I got what you mean. That could be between the lines. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine ever putting my penis um, inside a lady who's just had a, just that second had a penis inside her before. You wouldn't know, though, would you? Unless you're... This is if you found out. Oh, sloppy, which would be the least one? Does sloppy seconds mean that it's just he previously... He, he, or he, on the he same got, night? It's, it's misogynistic. He got there first. Oh, okay. oh so any time. So it's like um, Kanye um, and Ray J. Ray J. Ray J. Oh, no, nah, that's so, not, not yeah. a problem. Yeah, I, um, I, I mean, I, I might... So, so which footballer would you least want? John Hartson. <laughs> he looks like he sweats. So yeah. He'd leave a mark. Yeah, John Hartson. I think I think maybe John Parkin. John Parkin or <laughs> yeah. or, or Jack Walsher. Yeah. I hate him. Yeah. Uh, or Fabregas, one of those three. Yeah. Um, Who would you say, Bardi? David Unsworth. I think I think it would have to be someone who's got a lot of stamina and. You would just like after you've he's been, so competitive. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. Just rubbish. <laughs> after you've been pumping away for about ten minutes and you're thinking, "Well, I'm getting tired now." You're thinking, "No, like Lamella would keep writing away for like half an hour." I'm not sure writing away is is equal to sexual um, performance or joy <laughs> or, or, or joy. Yeah, <laughs> or just fake an orgasm and just make it finish. Yeah. You'd uh, say Lamella, of all the players in the world, yeah, all of this team. Anyone. You could, you could say, have Luis Suarez, who's an awful human being. Yeah. You could, you could have, um, I don't know, you could yeah, have Maradona. John Terry. <laughs> I'd go could after John Maradona. Terry. <laughs> Maradona, Maradona had a really small penis, so I'd go after Maradona. Did he really? Tiny, acorn. Amazing. <laughs> all right, that's it for the Fight Club podcast. Uh, thank you very much for joining us once again. Uh, remember, tickets for the Fight Club social for both the Arsenal game and the uh, Barcelona game with Paul Robinson are still on sale. Um, £5 each. That's come down and say hello. Fight Cock also is backed by Fans Bet. Um, so if you're thinking about um, uh, betting at the football, then go to fansbet.com, choo- uh, set up an account and choose Fight Cock in the drop down so it can be tracked. And most importantly, exciting news, we mentioned it before, but in January, there's going to be a free Fight and Cock social, so you don't pay anything, you just have to register for tickets, because fans better buy them all for everybody. Nice. Which is lovely. All right, then, until uh, next week. Bye. Ciao for now. Come on.
give a shit Everybody knows flat baits a prick We can get a sticky in the mini sucking willy When you're getting grilly, yeah, you gotta bang the milli bang, bang. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Southern Company is making energy smart and sustainable for their 9 million customers across the country. From modernizing infrastructure to achieving their interim carbon reduction goal early, Southern Company is committed to building a clean, resilient energy future. Learn more at southerncompany.com slash future. Southern Company, building the future of energy. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.